Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Bubblehawk. G'day, guys. Bubblehawk here from the land down under, and land of nope ropes and drop bears and bush chooks and hoppy bastards. Bush chooks. It reminds me of my mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> oh, savage. Let me, let me message the missus here in letter, okay? <laughs> right, we also have Monkey. What's up, Monkey? Oh, not much. Monkey down here in the very far southeast of the U.S. Uh, weather down here is not too bad today, except it rained like heck yesterday. No tornadoes, though. That's the good part. Nice. At least there's that. At least you got that to hold on to. Yeah, the tornadoes have been going north of us. And while I'm not thankful that it hit anybody, I'm thankful it didn't hit us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And joining us this week, he's back. He's back, everybody. He's been off for a couple of weeks. He's been partying in Barbados, I hear. That's the right. rumor. Yeah. TG, everybody. What's up, TG? Uh, I was not in Barbados. I what? Say. Oh, was it a secret? We're not allowed to tell anybody. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask how Rihanna was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably pretty cool. You know, because I don't know what they're like on weed. I've heard they're pretty tough on weed in Barbados, so maybe not. Um, anyway, no, I'm anyway, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Campbell Grower here from Treaty Six Territory, aka the occupied lands of Saskatchewan. Um, I'm just uh watching Slap Chop GIFs at the moment, so they're pretty. What's that? Slap Chop GIFs, yeah, Slap Chop, you know, the Slap Chop with Vince, fucking Slap Chop that shit. The... You no. never seen Slap Chop? Holy fuck. No, no. What's that? Oh, it's an infomercial, but it's a thing that you just put shit underneath and slam the top of, and it chops the shit out of it underneath it. Oh, right. Okay, see. Slap <laughs> <Yeah>. Chop. <laughs> what are you just okay, watching that? You're just sitting there like, oh my well, God, just, that can yeah, chop my really good. Him, he sent me a picture of some big mushrooms, and I sent him a picture of Slap Chop because he's kind of a gourmet type guy, so. Anyway, that's uh, what's going on in my life. I'm getting my vape ready, the old school vapor daddy. So Nice, nice. And there's not much this week because it is Easter, in case many of you haven't heard. It's Easter this week. So uh, Marge is away. She's doing things with her family and stuff. So what are we doing this week? We're going to talk about the cannabis news and events, as we do. We've got five stories from you this week. And uh, we also are discussing long-term storage of cannabis in the Grow Guide section. She's going to be an interesting one. We've got loads of good questions for the listener mail as well. We've got like five questions from you guys. So thank you to you people who sent them in. We appreciate that shit. But yeah, it, it's showtime, everybody. It's good to have you back as well, TG. It's been a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, you know nice to chat with everybody. Yeah, man. Good times. Yeah. So I hope everybody out there is going to enjoy the show. Make sure you roll something super fat because the higher you are, the more likely you are to enjoy the episode, right? <laughs> and don't forget to hit the, the, like, the like button and the subscribe button if you haven't done that before. That would be cool too. But yes, welcome everybody. Uh, and what we're all smoking on, that's something we also covered before the show. Guess what I'm smoking on, everybody? Oh, let me guess. Um, Jack Herrera. Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Could I be more wrong? 
You're the old, the good old lemon tree, of course, for me. Well, you got TG. We've been a while since we found out what you've got in your stash, man. What you got? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't really have a ton of new stuff for flower right now. I've been running these uh, fuel dogs and this forbidden dream mm -hmm. for a few months. Well, almost a year now, actually. So that's what I have. This this fuel dog one uh, or two. It's the number two pheno. It smells like you know when you're growing it when you open a tent. Like uh, you guys have Denny's over no, there no no don't man you know denny's are like a breakfast like a typical breakfast like diner right right it's got like frying bacon and coffee is really the dominant uh smell when you walk in but that that mixture of like breakfast diner smell that's what the these 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 plants smell like when no they're way. and they they turn out real fucking sour kind of og-esque Mm -mm. Uh, with a uh, you know new tennis balls and burnt rubber but uh, i am yeah super into this shit because it's potent as fuck and nice. uh, yeah it's just so really i guess good. you'll be making some hash browns out of them <laughs> mm, yeah because so, so, you have hash browns in breakfast and you talk about breakfast see i did see what i did yeah. wow. i'm not much of a hash browner <laughs> you know so uh, i buy my hash but yeah no nice. it's, it's nice stuff i'll say that what are you saying bubble what are you smoking on uh yeah, I'm just trying to make that decision on how high I want to be before um I have to go to work. I suppose. Mm, is the... mm. So I'm either going to go balls deep into some of this um, rosin, or uh yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna get into some. Uh, Do it. Cake. Do it. If they ask any questions at work, just say you're not feeling well. Okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll just tell them I've got the spicy cough. I've got to hide. Yeah, yeah. Um, give, give them one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> just start scratching myself. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna hit some wedding cake. There you go. Do it, do it, do it. Say, monkey, what are you smoking on? Um, I went back to the amnesia today. I had a I had a bubble hot kind of morning today. I made I made some uh, infused coffee with a, a new oil and dosed it my old way, but evidently the Swede was a little bit stronger. So after my regular dose, it was like, okay, you need to sit down for an hour or so and let this kind of mellow a little out. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right through a, little, a few stations. Exactly. You know, ride it through till you feel it good again. But the amnesia is a nice light up uplifting one. So it should complement the edibles really nice. Nice. And amnesia too. But Sweet. <laughs> is it from the same breed or is it different? I don't know. Mine's from Seedsman. It's That's where mine's from. Fast. Cool. cool. Exactly, exactly the same. Exactly. And these really? are from Seedsman, yes. Cool. It's what a do great you... little, it's a really easy, fast to grow. Yeah. It, yeah good, good stuff. It's resinous as fuck. And it, it, it doesn't is. have quite the, the full, you know, hazy amnesia-ness to it. It's got a bit more fruit to it, I find. But uh, uh -huh. really, like, old school flavor if you, you like that. So Yeah, yeah nice look, round, solid uh, nuggets for buds. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. yeah, easy to grow. I'd recommend it if you're into that kind of stuff. That's cool. That you have, maybe I'll smoke some of that then. Actually, yeah, that's both cool. smoke amnesia. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and we never even talked about this. I had no idea he ever grew this stuff. You know, maybe yeah, you just forgot, right? <laughs> I had amnesia. So I did there. See, so I did there. The amnesia. See, see what on a roll today, everybody. I'm here all week. Yes. Yeah. I'm not really here tell, all week. <laughs> tell me, tell me you're a dad without telling me you're a dad. Well, you know, man, I've been <laughs> dropping some awesome dad jokes this week. Just telling, just telling. 
<laughs> Man, I can't even remember what it was. But yeah, some savage ones got dropped this week. I like telling dad jokes. They're very entertaining for me. You know, the worse they are, the better they are. That's the way it is. I've reached that age, everybody. God damn. So anyway. I don't think there is an age, though. My little brother's been doing it most of his life. He's only just <laughs> become a dad, so... He's warming up to it. Just, yeah. It's just a up. natural, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, let's get on with it. Should we do some cannabis news? Are we all ready? Mm-hmm. I yes. think so. I think Most so. Certainly. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. So it's time for this week's cannabis news and events. Uh, we got five stories. Does anybody want to jump in to go first? Anybody? I'll start with one since yeah. I've got two this week. Yeah, you got two this week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Well, it's not a huge, big story, but I thought it was kind of interesting a little bit. It says the National Basketball Association and NBA is reportedly removing marijuana from its banned list of substances and will no longer drug test players uh, yeah. for it as it's part of new seven year collective bargaining agreement. Wow. Now, yeah. Previously, cool. the NBA said that, that it, it was going to basically turn a blind eye and wasn't going to test for it. Now they're basically saying it's okay. We're never going to test for it. Use it if you feel like it. So that's a huge move, in my opinion, at least. Uh, the move first reported on Saturday by uh, Shams. Oh, gosh, I, I hate butchering names like this. Kajanrik of the it's, Athletic It's just Stadium. what we do, man. It's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> of the Athletic Stadium formally codifies what has been the decision, the league's decision to temporarily suspend cannabis for the past three years. The NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, signaled in late 2020 that the policy could eventually become permanent. And after the league initially suspended cannabis testing when players competed in a quarantine bubble in Orlando at the start of the coronavirus earlier that year, that decided that it was given all things that were happening in society, given all of the pressures and stresses that players are under, that we didn't need an act as big as Big Brother right now. Right. So just to interrupt there, he did say the C word, everybody. So you, you must smoke. I did Sorry, say... Buddy. The C virus thing, yeah, I mm-hmm. did say it. It was part mm-hmm. of the article. <laughs> I That's think society's right. new views around cannabis have changed to a certain extent. I'd have to agree with that. You know, people are not not uh, mostly most people are not as deathly afraid of it anymore. So it's becoming more and more normal. Rather than mandate blanket tests, the commissioner said the league would be reaching out to players who show signs of pro- problematic dependency not for those who are using cannabis casually. So if they notice somebody, if they think somebody's going off the deep end, they still have the ability to go in and offer assistance to these people. So I think that's normal in any any company, uh, and, and certainly sports teams are a company that has an employee that they feel needs help. I think that is a good move right there. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. <clears throat> what they do with alcoholism. And uh, yeah, I mean, and as they should. So yeah. with weed, I, I really don't think there's going to be a ton of dependency cases to be missed. But, uh, you know, it's good that they're changing their views but, for sure. The NBA has just, always been per- pretty progressive. But, yeah, it's very cool to say it outright. Well, yeah. But then okay. I think there'll be, a, there'll be a few, maybe not as much as alcohol, but I think there'll be more dependency cases than we realize. But it's just because the dependency of cannabis isn't ha- as damaging as, like, alcohol dependency, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I smoke yeah. weed literally like hourly, <laughs> and, and, like, and, and this is it as well. I mean, you use it for medicine too, and is that going to make a difference? Yeah, well, know, there's some people I, yeah. who do use it for 
of medicine and people who use it, use it recreationally. What when does when is it uh, cannabis dependency? You know, you know, is an addiction defined? You know, as something like it's it's detrimental to you and yourself or your your family or something or that kind of thing, right? It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you know, like I'm not addicted to cannabis, but I use it literally like hourly. But some people would say I am. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if I don't use it, it's definitely shittier. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's less colorful. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just this thing works really well for me. So why would I stop using it? And mm -hmm. there's no detrimental effects from it, mm -hmm. in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. therefore, yeah. I don't think it's an addiction. But I don't know. Okay. That's a, that's a different conversation, maybe, and maybe not. But anyway, well, any anytime that's you, my have, you have you have to uh, have someone in for a treatment of any kind of a substance abuse, the first step is the person has to want to be treated. You can't force mm -hmm. anyone to, to be treated. So. Uh, I basically want to look at it as the NBA is going to say, it looks like you got a problem. You want some help? And if the guy says no, well, that's the answer then, you know? You might lose your job if, you, if your performance slips, but other than that, I think that's just pretty much the yeah. way it goes. Are you high again? <laughs> yeah. it is. No, seven foot tall, of course I'm high, you know? Yeah. Someone may play, play a little bit more uh, energetic if they've got a little buzz on. Who knows? Mm, yeah, for sure, man. It, it can be seen as a performance enhancing drug for some people in some ways. Yeah. You know? now, also, I've been reading uh, other articles that relate to this. And, and by doing this, now the NBA saying that players can, or you know, cannabis is no longer taboo. It also allows NBA players to enter uh, cannabis endorsement deals and marketing. Yeah, yeah, no way. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, entertainers have gotten into it. And, you know, sports people are dying to get into it. And and right now, what they're looking at right now mostly is the CBD side, from what I understand. No, it's a just, lot of money in that. I was just thinking then, you know, just a straight away an advert idea. You got Michael Jordan there, just dribbling the ball, <laughs> right? And then he jumps up. It's all in slow motion. He's just going up and up and up and up. And then it stops. He turns to the camera. He's all red-eyed and shit. And he goes, I'm high as a motherfucker right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then slam dunks the ball, falls back to the ground. No, by by Nike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, just random. Sorry, tangent. We've yeah. been like in the NBA, you know, there, you know, Kevin Durant. He's probably the, one of the most famous guys in NBA, uh, aside from maybe LeBron. But um, he's very positive on the weed thing and, and very vocal about it. He's been on. There's a podcast I think done by ex players Al Harrington. I think is the guy that started it. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> run our test maybe too but yeah there's a lot of ex nba as soon as they they're not in the league anymore they're you know more able to to speak about this stuff and a lot of them do and have so um chris weber started that you know bogus i think it was bogus anyways from what i've read thing in detroit with the you know the helping uh minorities and stuff be able to get into the cannabis industry but i don't really know what happened with that but he's ex nba like one really mm -hmm, famous mm -hmm. nba player um so it does kind of make sense because I'd be like surprised to to learn that very few NBA players probably smoke weed. Like mm -hmm. I think probably a lot of them do, just like all the other sports. Uh, probably maybe not hockey so much. I don't know, but <laughs> um, yeah, like NBA is it's yeah. I don't know, like so it, it's really cool though because mm -hmm. they, it's like, a domino that's gonna fall essentially as well. I it? hope so. This one goes down. They have, have some the NFL player doing it next. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, right now there are major league baseball is talking about it right now. NFL is maybe not as, as aggressively talking about it, but yeah, I think you're right. It, it could eventually, at least in the States be a domino effect with professional athletes, at least, you know? Yeah. And the NBA is very worldwide too. So maybe that'll do something too, you know, um, mm. as far as sports go and, and yeah. influencing other places. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've had, um, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just going to say we've had footballers come out and say they they're using it after playing football, um, like as in once they finish their careers, they're using it uh, because of all the pains and everything, and it helps them with their day to day life now. So, I think mm-hmm. it's it's slowly coming to the forefront that it's maybe not as bad as what everybody's been saying it was. You know, imagine if like in five years' time and they've all been smoking for a while, and you can clearly see that the teams that have more cannabis users win more games. That yeah. would be so cool. We told you all along, motherfuckers. Mm. We told you. Yeah. I mean, cannabis has has a way of actually building a team, team spirit, almost community kind of thing like that. I yeah. wonder if that could carry over into sports. It's going to be interesting to see. I've always thought that's one of the things we should do for like the Olympics. You know, if you you found with drugs in your system, then you're out. And it's like, well, that's not good for science, man. That's not good for humanity. We should have an Olympics where you have to be clean to participate. In an, an Olympics where you can take whatever fucking truck you like. And imagine how far forward humanity would be right now if we allowed that to happen for the last 50 years. I'm saying how far we could really throw a javelin if that was roided up like a motherfucker, you know. <laughs> Just you know hurting him into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight foot tall guys, man. <laughs> Walking up to the shot put. God damn. Imagine how fast we could run. Damn, we've missed out on so many opportunities because of these drug wars. <laughs> well, that did, didn't um, oh, what's his name? Usain Bolt come out and say he'd smoked weed or smoke or smokes weed every now and then as well. Probably, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, because I know, uh, was it Phelps? Phelps does. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. fucking Eddie's famous it's for it now, isn't he? <laughs> a lot of athletes do. You know, it's like you said, it's a way after training that you know to release the pain and kind of come down a little bit. So a mm-hmm. lot of athletes are very commonly do it. Yeah, well, man. most of us, most of us had probably seen that and felt that ourselves. I know if I go to the gym and I'm really sore, come home, have a few, and everything settles down. Oh yeah, away, man. you know, and you're sweet. So. The the right strain, and you just kind of settles settles all those aches and pain down, and you can close your eyes and take a little nap right there. Perfect. Wake right. up feeling brand new. That's it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. Good so stuff. what else about this article then, Monkey? Is that is that everything here? Well, this is a this came out basically. You know, it's it's a, when I understand it was up to the players now to uh, sign on. I don't think that's going to be any problem whatsoever. You know how it goes in contract negotiations. This was the offer, so now the players are going to accept it, and there mm-hmm. we go. You know, so at this point in time, the players uh, no longer have to fear being tested uh, for cannabis whatsoever, and they can actually participate in the legal cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. As you know, they can they can be part business owners they can be whatever you know they, they can be brand brand owners or anything like that um cool. major league baseball was looking at it uh, as well like i said with nfl is looking at it the ufc announced that it is actually will no longer be pun- punishing fighters or use <laughs> positive cannabis. i'm not surprised motherfucker <laughs> no as <laughs> a nate diaz reference if you don't know ufc right yeah. nate diaz smokes a lot of weed 
yeah, you know, some of those UFC guys can be pretty aggressive. So maybe a little weed after the fight might help them a little bit. Mm. One of those things like that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to mess with them, put it that way. Oh, no, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> here, here, bud, smoke this, please, just smoke this. It's definitely toned Tyson down a touch. Oh, yeah. Mm. But that might be the, the DMT and the terrifying experiences he's had while <laughs> yeah. matched up after licking the toad, you know? You, you want to go do some toad, man? He's fucking yeah. hell. You know, there and it, you know, last part of the article talks about how uh, even cannabis icon uh, Snoop Dogg kind of snuck a let's say sort of a cannabis ad in on the Snoop Super Bowl this year. You know, <laughs> it, it was a tongue in cheek thing. It didn't actually say cannabis, but let's just say everybody knew what he was talking about. Though, mm-hmm. so even the even the NFL is becoming a little bit more clued in on it here, and and being a little bit more tolerant. tolerant it's good, man. It's like good. That. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's a great thing happening. If we can just get you know, other countries to start this too, especially Russia, you know, tent, tent. Uh, <laughs> Why Russia? Brittany Griner. If she got out, she's free. Oh, it's yeah. The other guy who's still <laughs> locked up. Yeah, that we hear nothing <laughs> about anymore. <laughs> no, you don't hear. You no, know, and they just got somebody else, and you don't even hear about the new, new guy they just caught. So oh, no, they, no. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. fit the narrative. So, you know, he yeah. can just stay in prison. You have to be a famous athlete or somebody uh, rich or who knows. I think there's more to it than that. But, you know, we won't get into that on the show. (laughs) Ah, Let's just move on to the next story. Anyway, the NBA is now allowing cannabis use by its players. Didn't you just say that? Yes. There you go. Oh, you just summon it up. All right. Just summon it up in a sentence. Nice. Chat chat, 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 tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them. And then you tell them what you told them. Yes. (laughs) So there we go, everybody. If you are a basketball player, feel free to smoke some weed now. It's okay. So we'll do your second one in a bit. We'll move on to TG. and We'll see what TG's saying. What are you saying, TG? Yeah, mine is... Uh, I'll just read it. It's like whatever. <laughs> Yours <laughs> is a, it's a news article, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pertinent to me because uh, I'm a medical user, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe it'll shed some light on some things that, you know, Canada's not the sweetest place fucking medical weed or weed in general but mostly medical weed anyway the uh headline is study highlights ongoing gaps in medical cannabis access in canada this is from david brown at stratcan um so a group of medical cannabis advocates researchers and academics are drawing attention to what they say are concerns with proper access to medical cannabis in canada The study, one of the largest of its kind, surveyed more than 5,000 medical cannabis patients in Canada about their use uh, of cannabis and how and where they access it. The accompanying report shows that most individuals using cannabis for medical purposes continue purchasing from outside the medical system, utilizing a mixture of the medical access program, the non-medical or rec system, or through the illicit or unregulated market. Respondents also noticed increased challenges with access through the federal medical cannabis platform, including uncooperative healthcare professionals and higher costs. More than half of those who reported using cannabis for medical purposes and had an authorization to access the federal medical program said they also utilized the non-medical system. Principal investigator in the study, Dr. Linda Balnieves, uh, sorry if I mispronounced that, associate professor at the College of Nursing, Brady Faculty of Health Sciences at the University of Manitoba, says the results are troubling since uh, those accessing from non-medical sources lack the guidance of a medical professional. Cannabis retail employees are not allowed to give medical advice. 
No. Yeah, yeah, you can understand why to some extent, but you know, a little bit of medical advice here and there is okay, right? What from the bud tender? Yeah, yeah. Well, but not necessarily done. medical advice, but you know, what strain they should be using. They go to the doctor yeah, first yeah, and get proper it. professional opinion, and then from that professional opinion, then the bud tender can decide what strain they should be using. His shit, maybe. Yeah. Well, if they can even get to a doctor, that's why they're going to the bud tender because the doctors are either not right. Oh, right. So. Or- they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they go the, to the bud tender, bud tender in place of going to the doctor. Sorry, they go into a bud tender yeah, yeah. instead of going to the doctor. Yeah, right, just right. because you know the bud tender, and it's not even the bud tender's fault. They just that's what the retail seller of weed is called. And mm. when the medical patient goes in there, who do, they have to talk to that person. And when they're like, "Hey, my stomach hurts. What the fuck should I use?" You know, you you can't say, "Oh, you know, Death Bubba," because it's the best and it helps with your stomach there's there's ways loopholes around it but Mm. you have to have data to back up like to say okay well in my experience running a you know a dispense or a you know an old school black market dispensary 20 out of 30 people who have your condition say they like this strain so maybe try that one but Mm -hmm. nobody has that data as bud tenders right and uh and even that's a bit sketchy. So yeah, it's it's concerning. Um, but yeah, it goes on. People who don't have medical authorization are more likely to obtain cannabis from a rec store or the unregulated market rather than a federally licensed medical seller, which means they have limited access to medical advice on things like dosage, potency, and type of product. It raises concern about whether people are using medical cannabis safely and effectively, and if there could be potential harms to their health, she adds. And of the 5,744 survey respondents, 95% reported currently taking medical cannabis, and 54% of these held current medical authorization. One third of using cannabis for medical purposes reporting doing so for more than 10 years, one half or at least five, and most common issues like chronic pain, anxiety, and sleep. Uh, Most, 83%, take medical cannabis at least once a day. Those with a medical cannabis authorization or current medical authorization were more likely to use cannabis oil while those without were uh, more likely to use dried cannabis um, and nearly half mm-hmm. said they were using it to replace and or sorry reduce other medications like opioids um yeah the cannabis act is structured sorry are you... just saying sweet yeah yeah oh okay yeah i'll read fast there's not too much more no it's all right. yeah take your time man and I always just think, like, when I'm reading, it takes, like, I've been reading for 25 minutes, but I guess it's not that long. No, it's not that long. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, the Cannabis Act is structured so that Canadians who are seeking medical access face significant barriers compared to the non-medical system, which, in effect, discourages and penalizes safe and accessible use for patients with a medical authorization, says Max Monaghan Ellison, board chair of Medical Cannabis Canada, a patient research and advocacy group. The MCAS data clearly highlights that Canadians accessing cannabis for medical purposes deserve more support, and that starts with informed patient-centered changes to the cannabis regulations. Of those with a current medical authorization from a health professional, 78% said they still purchase cannabis from a federally licensed medical seller, but 50% also reported getting it from a rec source like a brick-and-mortar or online store. With a medical authorization, they're much more likely to use legal sources, medical or otherwise, over half without an authorization reported getting theirs from unregulated sources, while 26% with authorizations. 
got theirs from unregulated sources. They don't say anything about grow your own, which is kind of interesting, which I mean, because they don't up. want you to do that. Well, no, and I know it doesn't make up a huge proportion of things, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something um, mm -hmm. that's, you know, absent here. But yeah. Maybe report, they include that in the unregulated sources. Maybe. Yeah. Like I didn't read the actual report. I'm just reading the footnotes here from this article. So it mm -hmm. could be, in, yeah, I shouldn't say that, but yeah, uh, the report, uh, there was 5,744 participant medical cannabis access survey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It comes from a collaboration of the U of M Manitoba, a McGill University, Quebec-based medical cannabis clinic, Sante Cannabis, and medical cannabis access group or advocacy groups, Medical Cannabis Canada and She Can Cannabis. And yeah, it also calls for a formalized evaluation of the medical cannabis program as part of the current legislative review on the Cannabis Act, changes to the excise tax regime for medical cannabis because we still get taxed just like everything else in the country on our medicine, mm -hmm. unlike every other medicine that we happen to take, no tax, but cannabis tax, brutal. More training for healthcare professionals on medical cannabis, because, you know, even I myself, like I've in Saskatchewan, it's like, good luck, good luck even finding a doctor literally right now, but wow. like really good luck finding one that's, that's sympathetic to medical cannabis use and doesn't think that, you know, like, like, so what would you say that you're going backwards in Canada regarding cannabis then? Medical cannabis. Yeah, I would, I would say it's, it's kind of just being like not forgotten. Well, yeah, actually just forgotten. Like the more and more focus on rec stuff mm -hmm. and THC numbers and yeah. all the shit that happens in the rec market, medical kind of gets like, it's almost like yeah. we don't get taken seriously anymore mm -hmm. because we, you know, we, we have access, we've had access since 2001 blah 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 but it's always been shit and unless you're in and i suppose there's a lot more tests to be done on the medical stuff to make sure that it's safe to be used for medicine and recreational it's easier to produce completely no it's not it's the same stuff right. the exact same stuff sometimes it's even cheaper to go on the rec market like my old uh medical portal i remember being pissed off i got my i bought some isolate we make isolate at work and i just wanted to buy some just to compare from another company right I got it on like a clear out sale with my discount code for a first time buyer because the company I was with was going, you know, they're going under. Mm. And, uh, and so I got it for super cheap, relatively like 25 bucks a gram or something for isolate, which isn't cheap, but relatively speaking, it is. If I would have ordered it full price, it would have been 50 bucks a gram. And I literally could have went down the street Damn. that day and got it for 40 at the store. That's just, and it's the same product from the same company, you know? Like wow. probably even our stuff, there's certain companies buy it and go, it goes into the medical stream and certain companies, most companies buy it and it goes into the rec stream. What's causing uh, that? What? What's causing the, the price difference? Well, mm -hmm. just, I guess, buying power, probably uh, how much, you know, how much they're able to actually uh, acquire it for in the first place. Mm -hmm. Medical is not any cheaper to do. You still need all the same, like, uh, well, it's a different license, I think maybe. But uh, everything else about like, you know, the, the regulations as to how do you how you grow the stuff is all the same as in rec like mm. companies. Some companies are both. They go to both streams like, and it just whatever they divert, you, you put a different skew or a different lot number on certain stuff. And that's medical now, you know. Wow. So there is literally no difference. Most mm -hmm. companies, though, have either like they're either 
fully rec or they're half rec, half medical. There's very few like only medical companies these days anymore. Right. So yeah, it's 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 a kind of a nightmare, you know. I my my renewal is coming up and I'm with a clinic now that's decent enough that you know I still have to pay for my grow authorization and uh it, it's shitty that my nurse practitioner is in Ontario and I don't actually know her or she's not actually like, you know, like I can't go to her and be like, Hey, this is working. And like, I don't have a relationship, you know, with mm-hmm. like my fucking doctor. I don't even have yeah. a fucking doctor right now. Damn. To be honest. So like, yeah, it's, I don't know, just from a personal thing, like mm-hmm. this, this is, yeah, this is true. Oh, well, you would it. know you're involved in it. Anyway. You're in Canada, you're a medical user. So if there's anybody who's going to know what's going on with this shit, it's going to be you. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I grow my own and really mm. none of this affects me in the, in that sense, except I still need the authorization and, and that. And it's it's always been a point of like really, really like a stressful part of the year is, is getting mm. your renewal. For, you you got to renew every year? Yeah, every year. Wow. Do, and how much does it cost you to renew? Uh, I think the initial cost was like 200 and then now the follow-ups are like 100 or something. And that's you, there are places grow. that do it for free yeah to grow right yeah but there's like there's a spectrum of that too you know some places don't charge if you're lucky enough to have a family doctor that you can get it from mm. you can fill out the paper like all it is is the paperwork you're paying for somebody's signature is what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just be rock bullshit it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking conservative as fuck here so mm. you don't even touch that shit no but uh yeah, there's there's real greasy places where it's like you know you want five hundred plants that's two thousand dollars and that's straight up right. Damn, so that's that's you know not ideal, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's there. So the system yeah. needs to that for sure. Yeah, that's it. Maybe they need to do more regulation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's really the right answer, but you know when people open up these big farms, they're growing ten thousand plants. Maybe they should make it law that. A certain percentage of those plants have to be grown for medical use and some for recreational. Maybe that would uh, work. Yeah. Or maybe it wouldn't have, solve anything. They got to make it worth it, I guess. Mm, yeah. You know, because it's just, I, it's not free. Even what I do, I grow for pretty cheap. Like, you know, I don't know, 20, 25 cents a gram or something when it all works out. But there's still, you know, there's a lot of labor that goes into that and, and other things. And it's not free, especially when you get into commercial production running like a fucking warehouse full of shit with security and blah 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 and paying people mm. it's really expensive and then but it has to be managed so that it's you know it's good for everybody and and i don't know like the old the old way with with the compassion clubs and stuff it seemed to be a, a, a reasonable model you know like grassroots farmers supplying shops and uh you know the old like 215 era type of thing in california uh, but uh i don't know that's you know then the politicians and them don't get any money so can't do that but that's it that's, that's right man politicians and money keeps the world going around <laughs> it's taxes so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep but yeah anyway that's my story yeah man interesting it's yeah. it's good to see what goes on in canada and try and you know and then maybe in the future when one day the uk legalizes we can copy everything you've done and fuck it up even worse because that's how we roll. Yeah. So, uh, not before we fuck it up first, bro. <laughs> we'll race you to the bottom. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but might as well hit this uh this UK article while we're here. 
I think we might have reported on something similar to this before. I hope it's something similar to this and it's not a case of uh, this has happened again. (laughs) Because it'd be pretty fucking stupid if it did happen again. Uh, The headline is, and this is from the Liverpool Echo, couple in their 50s called police to their own cannabis farm. (laughs) Yeah, wow. (laughs) Uh, Jason and Carmen Lodge have now been ordered to pay back more than £100,000 by a judge. A married couple who alerted the police to their own cannabis farm have been ordered to pay back more than 100000 Jason Lodge, 51, and his wife Carmen, 59, had a, finger quotation marks, large and professional, end of quote, drugs farm in the garage of their home in a certain place in Ormskirk is the place called. I won't name the fucking road they lived on. That's just unnecessary. But uh, it's in a garage. So large and professional in a garage. You can just leave that to your imagination. Yeah. But on the 15th of May, 2018, uh, in the before times, Mrs. Lodge called the police to report her husband was missing saying she was concerned for his mental state. Uh, Let me scroll, scroll, scroll. When officers arrived at property shortly before 6 p.m., a panicked Miss Lodge asked them to call back in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) However, the police insisted on checking the property and discovered 30 plants. Criminals, degenerates, along with... Growing equipment in the garage. That's where they were growing it. Miss Lodge then confessed for some reason. That's not in the article. I'm just saying that. You know, Miss Lodge then confessed there was a larger grow in the cellar and led the officers, like took them there to follow me, officer. I'll show you where the devil drugs are. I realize how much of a bad person I am. Now you've found my 30 plants. Let me show you the rest. So- <laughs> And led the officers to a further 150 plants. This is the bad bit that I don't agree with. The electricity had been bypassed and Mr. Lodge's fingerprints were found on the equipment. You know, you shouldn't do that. Uh, I know the electricity companies rub us blind, but you can't do it the other way around. You know, don't be a fucking criminal, man. Don't steal electricity. It's dangerous and it's just not the right thing to do. You're doing nothing wrong by growing cannabis. Do nothing wrong. But you are when you steal the electricity. So don't do that shit. Uh, Three and a half years later, he came back. He didn't really. That's not why he says sorry. (laughs) He came back with the milk. You know, just, (laughs) sorry, love. They were out of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Three and a half years later, Jason Lodge attempted to tell Judge Richard Gio Serrano, well pronounced there as usual, more Mackey for... I'm good at pronouncing names. I'm sure you're all aware of this. He was he was forced to look after the plants. Right. So he's trying to tell the judge that he was forced to look after the plants. However, the judge dismissed his claims as nonsense. He said the two of you couldn't even come up with the same nonsense because you couldn't get your story straight. God damn. (laughs) In October 2021. Jason Lodge was handed a two-year prison sentence suspended for two years. So that essentially means that he needs to go to prison for two years, but they're going to let him off 
And if he commits a crime in the next two years, he will go to prison and serve that sentence and whatever other sentence he gets from whatever crime he's committed. Right. So he does get to go home and he's not allowed to break the law for two years. Otherwise, he'll suffer massive consequences because the prisons are full here in the UK. You see, just saying uh, on October, where we got suspended for two years and his wife was handed a 12 month community order. So that's where they essentially have to go and do a community service, I think. Police experts concluded the plants had an estimated yield valued to be between £84,000 and £125,000. The pair returned to Preston Crown Court on Friday, March 31st, 2023 for the proceeds of crime hearing. Mr Lodge was ordered to pay back £53,807.34 and Mrs Lodge must repay £52,743.62. How do they come up with these numbers? I mean, and if they're married, surely that's like, it should be a bill for both of them, right? It's it's confusing. What the fuck? But it's it's also five years on from the initial offence. Is it that long? It is, isn't it? 2018, 2023. Fucking, the justice system in the UK is just failing. Five years before they take somebody to court. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. I, I won't go into that same old fucking rant about how much of the UK is failing right now, but goddamn, yeah. that that goes to show you right there, I, you know. And I think they want to rant though. That's the thing. I'm not doing it. I'm just trying to keep the rant, blood pressure rant. down, you know. <laughs> but it's just fucking crazy, man. These these people essentially grass themselves up. Why? I mean, did he go out on the piss with his mates? You know, and didn't come home at night. And then she's like calling the police all panic. Like he didn't come home. I don't know where to find him. And then he shows up. But what the fuck actually happened here? Why would she call the police? Mm, does he yeah. say what time? Uh, family garage. Uh, uh, it doesn't say what time she called the police initially, does it? Uh, uh, but on 15th, yeah, it just says May 15th of 2018. Probably doesn't tell you the time because she probably like got up in the morning. Husband weren't there because he was out all night on the piss. So it's probably like eight o'clock in the morning. She called the police and the police didn't arrive until 6 p.m. Because that's another thing that happens here in the UK. You know what I'm saying? It's just a fast man. It just and it's a shame as well, because if her husband was missing and she was concerned, she should be able to call the police and ask for help without having to worry about her plants being stolen by these criminals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. it's like just because she's growing plants she's not a criminal she's not doing anything wrong but they just tell her that, that she is so if her husband was missing and she was concerned about the plants she wouldn't be able to call the police you know if she was burgled that night and had lots of stuff taken she wouldn't be able to call the police because she got a few fucking plants now 180 plants in total is not really a few plants but still right. they're only plants you know what unfortunately I mean? growers in illegal places like me and you have to mm-hmm. always take this in consideration, you know. What if they have to call the police? What if I have a, if I have a fire? Mm, yeah, it's yeah. something you have to think about. Yeah, it's it's bullshit, man. But one day, maybe the law will change. We'll see. We can only dream. But I thought that was an interesting one. You know, ju- just don't let the police in your house, and especially don't lead them to your fucking grow room. God, <laughs> really? And How big's the basement? If the, the garage has got, what, 40 in it? And the yeah. basement's got 150. Mm, That's a big mm. ass basement. Let's <laughs> see how big they are. 
you know? I'm yeah. just trying to figure out how that went down. It's like, oh, look at all these plants. Well, there ain't right. nothing. I got plenty more in the box. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, you know? You know, oh, oh I'm not supposed to do this. Oh, you better come and take the rest. What do you mean the yeah, rest? One, you know? <laughs> once once they found the first ones, it was either tell them or cop it worse, I suppose. But, but it, didn't, it didn't mention uh, how many, how big the plants were. I would assume that the 30 plants were flowering. And the 150 were vegging, like cuttings or something. It's not going to be anything major. But then to charge them collectively 100 grand in, in, in these you know, difficult times in the UK as well, it's, it's bad, man. It's 110,000, that is. No, it's 105. So 53 plus 52, we're looking at 105, 106.5K, man. It's, it's a lot and of So money. This, they're saying that she's paying that back because it's proceeds of crime. So they're, they're saying that they benefited $100,000. Mm-hmm. From what they were doing, yeah. So obviously that they were selling it, and yeah, they managed to prove they were selling it somehow. You think so? Well, how else do you prove proceeded crime? But they just you can't be yeah. like you had cannabis and you had large amounts of it, which means you were you were supplying it to people. Cultivation yeah. with the with the what's it, I can't even remember the the right terminology for it. Intent cultivation, intent to distribute. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Intent to supply, I think they call it in in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupidness. But yeah, that's the article I had for you all. I just thought I'd bring it out. Uh, we have one from Bubble. Bubble, you want to do yours? Yeah. So uh, mine just shows the 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 bad that's coming along with um, the medicinal industry and what's going on in in certain fly and fly out industries. So, um, <clears throat> pardon me. A surge in medicinal cannabis use creates growing problem for WA's mining industry, so WA being Western Australia. Uh, mining companies in Western Australia are standing down workers who legally use prescription cannabis as they struggle to determine what level of use makes an employee unfit for work. Tom, name changed for privacy reasons, said he was stood nice. down from work. Yeah, said he was stood down from working on a Fortescue Metals Group site for more than five weeks and later resigned over the confusion and stress caused by his legal use of medicinal cannabis. The Chamber of Minerals and Energy told a recent WA parliamentary inquiry there was no clear consensus on how much THC in a person's system constituted impairment, but most took a zero-tolerance approach. Uh, The ABC has seen FMG policy documents stating it will consider allowing the use of medicinal cannabis in order to be progressive and equitable, but only if THC levels are below 50 uh, UG per litre, so micrograms per litre, which some users say is so low it is ineffective. FMG's position on the use of medicinal cannabis is a response to what it says is the growing prevalence of the drugs used by workers throughout the mining industry. Uh, So Tom received a prescription for medicinal cannabis about a year ago after a devastating family tragedy. I was on sleeping tablets for a year and they didn't really agree with me, he said. I could actually go to sleep after taking the medicinal cannabis. Because you're pretty time poor up there, you need to have a shower, have dinner and go to sleep as quick as you can. As a subcontractor tradesman working on an FMG site, he failed a random drug test and was sent home for five weeks despite presenting a legal prescription. So he's uh, a minor, but he he has got medical cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that not that kind of minor, you just saying. Yeah, yeah, different minors. Yeah, different minors. Um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, where are we? 
they flew me to Perth halfway through my swing, and then I had to do a drug test in Perth, which I actually passed, he said. Uh, there was a bit of a debacle because they didn't know what level of impairment was good or bad to be working. Uh, and then pretty much I was left in limbo for about a month after that. Now, they said that I needed to be under the 50 micrograms per litre if I'm on site, even with my prescription, which is a quite low cutoff compared to other pharmaceutical drugs. Um, so the ABC has seen FMG documents updating its medicinal cannabis policy to provide what it describes as a progressive and equitable position on the growing prevalence of medicinal cannabis in the industry. Document states that the use of cannabis with a prescription is now permitted at Fortescue if approved by its chief medical officer. Uh, but they also revealed issues with determining impairment. So uh, impairment times also not clearly defined and significantly between users. Therefore, for safety impacting workers, detectable levels of THC above the Australian standard uh, for urine drug testing is not permitted on Fortescue sites uh, or greater operation. So Dr. Maddie Moore, a Dunsborough GP, authorised to prescribe cannabis to patients, including Tom and other fly-in, fly-out mine workers, said it was difficult to determine how much would push a patient over the 50 microgram limit. Um, but 50 micrograms is a very small amount, he said. Any real dosage of THC, even a week out, can register positive for 50 micrograms. It's very wow. trace. Wow, damn, man. Um, so, yeah, if you have any kind of cannabis with THC in it, you're going to pop positive for 50 micrograms. Damn. Uh, he said he did not believe someone with 50 micrograms of THC in their blood would be impaired. However, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners told the inquiry it did not support medicinal cannabis and wanted more research done. Wow. Uh, but it said there was a need for debate about impairment versus detection when it came to medicinal cannabis and driving. Mm. Uh, so last week, the WA Parliament's Select Committee on Cannabis and Hemp recommended reforms to the way medicinal cannabis was regulated, but the mining industry urged caution. In its submission, the Chamber of Minerals and Energy said the lack of consensus on impairment led to the current strict approach. Uh, due to this, companies generally take a zero tolerance to cannabis use, aligning with the approach taken by WA police in relation to drug driving, it said. Uh, so Tom, after being off-site for more than five weeks, uh, FMG said would allow him back on site, but he had already found another job. He would have had to submit to drug tests every four to six weeks and test below the 50 microgram limit each time. Tom said it was a stressful situation for resources workers legally using cannabis, even mm. off-site. Uh, a lot of people are scared, and that's just the financial stress of losing their jobs. Uh, spokeswoman for Fortescue did not comment directly on Tom's case or its policy on medicinal cannabis. She said the company's alcohol and drug policy ensured team members were fit to perform their role safely and all workers uh, are to declare any medication which might impair their fitness to work. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now, because of cannabis, they're like, oh, yeah, and if you're taking any kind of strong painkillers and shit, then you should let us know. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, exactly. But the point is, is that they don't, they've only got a limit for alcohol and cannabis. There's really? no, not low, no, like uh, fucking painkillers. Some well, that's what that's what they're saying. It, he was on sleeping tablets and there was no issue with him being on sleeping tablets or any other painkillers. As there's no, um, yeah, wow. there was they said he needed to be under the 50 micrograms if he's on site, even with his prescription, which is a quite a low cutoff compared to other pharmaceuticals. Mm. So there must be a higher cutoff for other things like, you know, 
um, oxycodone and stuff like that. Yeah, that which, shit will fuck you up, man. Yeah, that the that'd be worse. Here. What are you saying, teacher? That's why I don't work as a geo because at the mine site there's zero tolerance here. Wow, but it's I suppose you're allowed to drink though. Uh, well, off duty, yeah, yeah you yeah. can't be shit faced yeah. when you come to work. Mm-hmm. But they when they Cheryl just started at the mine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when she had to do her drug test, they tested for fucking everything: weed, coke, opiates, like benzos, like anything that's traditionally can be abused, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, alcohol was in there too, because I guess there's metabolites probably that can tell them if you like drink excessively or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not too sure, but we yeah, can find out if you're still drunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's zero tolerance, so like mm-hmm. I've not lost jobs, but I've been like, you know, I haven't gotten jobs because I'm I'm always very upfront about my shit, right? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, this is this is the thing is they've got they're having big issues at the moment with alcohol uh, in those communities and, and a lot of the outback communities um, to the point where they've even placed alcohol bans again. Um, so, you know, about 12 months ago, I think maybe a little little longer, they um, they pulled out and said, oh, look, we're, we're not going to ban alcohol sales in remote communities or near these fly in fly outs. Um, and then within like a month of them taking that out, people were getting stabbed, houses were being broken into, all sorts of things were going yeah. on. And not that that wasn't happening before, but all of a sudden there was a massive surge in it. And um, then they've decided to turn around and ban it again. And so now there's another massive uproar. And this this is the thing with the mining communities is that because of where they are and because they're so remote, that alcohol ban extends onto the sites. And so a lot of them, they, you know, a lot of these guys would be drinking normally, but instead they're, they can't. So, you know, some of them obviously turn to using cannabis, which is even, even worse for them up there. Cause if you, if you get caught with cannabis up there, it's 10 times worse than if you get caught in the city with it. Uh, Cause they try and keep it out of the remote communities. So mm. it's uh yeah. All gone tits up unfortunately yeah for for lack of a better term crazy no, shit good. man mm-hmm. naivety mm. you know, usually our politicians are all so good at making these rules <laughs> oh yeah man. so wise <laughs> well i don't know about wise but they sure know how to make rules that's I'll uh, give them yeah. that, you know uh, uh, it's, t- it's time we just let ai ai take over at this point <laughs> chatbot what should yeah. the law be i would trust that to make up a decent rule more than these fucking politicians. Uh, have you have you seen the uh, the videos of Elon running around and he's going like, I tried to talk to these people about AI and how it's going to take over, and mm-hmm. nobody wanted to listen. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to warn everybody, and no one wants to listen. Everyone's just nay naying him. Mm. So, so I, I I honestly believe at some point it's gonna it'll be that way. Oh, we have uh, got an episode specifically about how. AI is going to take over the cannabis industry in a couple of weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> you know, when you start exaggerating two weeks like that every time you hear it, it's, it's surprising how often two weeks actually gets said. Two weeks? <laughs> uh, I've, yeah. been, I've been saying it myself. I've found myself saying it. You know, I'll be talking to someone at work and I'll be like, two weeks. They're like, and they go like, what the hell? Are you having a stroke? Well, like, have you been smoking <laughs> cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> Are you under the influence? 
<laughs> but we we have a uh, one more news story from Monkey. So I'll go back to Monkey for you for your second article, mate. Yeah, this, I, I don't think we covered this when it actually happened, and I kind of wanted to circle back around to it. Uh, CBD derived from cannabis is banned in Hong Kong. Everywhere else, it's in food, drinks, lotions, and cosmetic, all fitted as a cure-all. Here's the science. This is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has not found adequate information showing how much CBD can be consumed or for how long before it causes harm. Nearly all CBD research has been done in rodents and trials in you as trials in humans grow, research is expected to be proved expected to prove it safe and effective. Um, I did wow. I was yeah. There's I, lots I, of things about need to prove out there safe and effective. Yeah, I, I kind of remember seeing a story about a Hong Kong doing this back in February, but it, it kind of like it passed passed by me a little bit though. But uh, the first medical use of cannabis dates back to the Emperor Shen Nun, the father of Chinese medicine, and the first pharmacopoeia. Uh, cannabis was recommended for fatigue, rheumatism, malaria, and its seeds were recommended to treat eczema, psoriasis, and inflammatory disease. But cannabis was banned in many places in the 20th and 21st centuries because of psychoactive properties. Its recent legalization and decriminalization in some jurisdictions has accompanied, it has been accompanied by new lines of research focusing on the possible medical and therapeutic uses of its derived derived cannabidiol, known as CBD, which does not possess these psychoactive properties. The Hong Kong government banned CBD pro products February 2023. In the United States, the Food and Drug Administration cited safety concerns that Congress developed regulatory framework for them. So this is uh, Hong Kong is, is following the U.S. government's lead here, saying that we're not sure 100% if CBD is safe. Now, while the U.S. is not going to do anything immediately, Hong Kong has already banned CBD. Can you imagine that, guys? Mm -hmm. Banning CBD. No, oh, yeah, can't can imagine it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have to say that there are a few, a couple of states that that uh, you can't legally. It's get been CBD illegal made. for a long time. It's only just been legalized over the last few years. So you know, it's just uh, one of those things, man. And there is that thing with CBD that. If if you're taking a specific kind of medication that reacts with the liver in a certain way, I can't remember what the medicine was called, but we mm -hmm. discussed it on the podcast with uh, Reefer Madness a long mm -hmm. time ago. And mm -hmm. it, it, if you smoke CBD and take this medicine at the same time, then it interacts funny in the liver and can really fuck up the way that medicine is absorbed into the body. It can. So that's important to look into, man. Yeah. Well, in Hong Kong, people possessing or consuming the previously legal CBD wellness product faces seven years in jail and a maximum fine of one million Hong Kong dollars or 128,000 US. Just for weed? No, wow. not even weed. CBD. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. You know, uh -huh. those who, who sell or produce items may be imprisoned for life. Or find five times that amount. So you're looking at wow. you know, well over a half a million dollars right there in fines and life in prison. That's crazy. For CBD. <laughs> really? These products are uh. widely and legally available in many countries around the globe. Many CBD product users are convinced they work despite the lack of scientific evidence for manufacturers claiming their, their benefits. Now, we've heard about this all the time, but I mean, we've also, I mean, interviewed people who have seen firsthand 
you know, you give, uh, let's say, an epileptic child the right CBD dosage, and all of a sudden everything changes. Mm-hmm. Sure, that there's no therapeutic evidence of what it did, but when it works so many times, you pretty much have to say, okay, it must work. You know, one that's of those like it's one of those one of those lines I hate is that oh yeah, there's no scientific evidence. Of course, there's fucking not. Because you've had it illegal for so fucking long, mm-hmm. no one can do any research on it. And That's then when it. someone wants to do research on it, you pull this shit. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> fucking yeah. fast, isn't it? The, the compound CBD, cannabidiol, is one of 113 known cannabinoids found in cannabis plants. It has no psychoactive effects. It won't get you high. THC or tetrahydrocannabinol is a psychoactive compound in cannabis that does produce the intoxication. If it doesn't get me high, why is CBD banned is the question. Because fascism, that's why. (laughs) I like that better. (laughs) But they're saying, their answer is there are safety concerns about CBD. Mm. The CBD products often contain traces of THC. Oh, boo. And and this is the kicker. Because THC is an illegal substance in Hong Kong, the government decided to use the presence of CBD no matter how small to ban all CBD products. But... it's um, like cyanide is a poison and you're not allowed to possess it legally. No, but, but inside it, apple pips, there's cyanide. So, or cherry be, pits. Yeah, or you know. Peach pits. Or, yeah, come on. We keep so, going you're going to stop you know? selling all these nice berries that we enjoy because they might have a little bit of poison in their pips? Even, even trace amounts. God damn. <laughs> well, CBD is safe. Yeah, question mark. Uh, researchers generally feel that CBD is non-toxic and will ultimately be judged as safe for most users. It has few known side effects and users' anecdotal evidence suggests that CBD is safe and effective. But CBD must be evaluated in clinical tests on humans. Nearly all research to date has been carried out on rodents, Mm. an established and useful scientific procedure. But what, but what is a safe for a rodent, it might not be safe for humans. Now, we know this is true, but... Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to sacrifice ourselves and... You know, oh, I'll sign up for this this uh, this study. I don't mind. I'm going to fall it's on the taking, sword. If it's yeah. still taking just CBD every day, I would do it. I mean, that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Furnish me the good quality CBD, I'll take it. I no already problem. do that. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't you like to have it provided for you for free for the study? Yeah, someone pay me for it. That's fine. No <laughs> I'll, problem. I'll take I'll take that. In vitro and preclinical studies on rodents have found that CBD is it has a relatively low toxicity. Toxicity, right? The authors of CBD: What Does Science Say? An academic uh, compendium of all scientific research about CBD to date from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Press. When you but say no, the science, are they referring to Fauci? Oh, yeah. you see, you really want to get some flags going. Don't you? Uh, yeah. He is the science. I'm just asking. Sorry. <laughs> but little is known on the long term effects on human. There is no data, for instance, on the breastfeeding and pregnancy on use of CBD. So, I mean, that, that's true. I mean, mm-hmm. there is no, there's no, but I mean, they've told mothers a long time ago that anything that you consume affects your breast milk. So, what I mean, I would say common sense is, of course, CBD is going to affect your breast milk. Mm. If coffee does, CBD is going to do it, you know. Uh, the FDA, FDA highlights concerns of, of other CBD. Scientific studies show possible harm to the male reproductive system, including testicular oh. atrophy. Oh my Now God. we have to do something about it. 
That's you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> now it concerns please, us. You know? <laughs> please send the Lord to Billy Bonds. He needs he's large doses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billy just likes to rub it on himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just now you you went there. <laughs> oh man. So the harm to the liver and interactions with other certain medications and also potential risks uh, relating to scientific studies of male reproductions were not carried out in humans is what they're basically saying here. But Mm -hmm. this is where they also talk about the same thing, Mackie, that you were referring to, that the interaction with certain medications. And I do believe some of those were statin drugs for blood pressure and whatnot, the regulation like that. Of course, always talk to your doctor if you take any cannabis. Because well, your doctor uh, is your friend, supposedly. And I know in the United States, that what you tell your doctor is between you and your doctor. And that cannot be repeated because that's a, that's the doctor's oath right there. But uh, the, 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 the emphasis of the article is the FDA has not found adequate information showing how much CBD can be consumed for how and for how long before causing harm. This is a particularly true for vulnerable populations like children and those who are pregnant. And you know, bottom line is this is the reason that Hong Kong is banning CBD because they think they don't know what it's mm. going to do long term. So, right. what are you guys, what are you guys feeling about this? You know, can man, CBD don't get me even, started, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> the article even goes down here a little bit further and talks: Can CBD treat cancer? And the answer is we don't really know for sure, but it sure looks like it does have potential to at least aid in cancer therapy it just frustrates me so much when they're like oh this thing that we've had for thousands of years we need to do some tests on it to make sure it's safe but there's medicines that have been developed over the last few years that they just tested with a computer model and it's like yeah it's completely safe no problem take it Oh, what about uh, paracetamol, aspirin, ibuprofen come on Mm. naproxen all of these things have just been thrown out of the market they haven't been around for thousands of years. God damn. They haven't been studied for hundreds of years. No way. But, you know, get the studies done, man. And let's see the studies get done and let's see them act accordingly, depending on what the studies tell us to fucking do. But I, I doubt that's going to happen. That's the problem. Well, I mean, and, and the article continues to go on with, with many, many questions. Things like, can off-the-shelf CBD products control pain, as their makers claim? I would have to say to that one, because of so many people we've interviewed, that that's going to be personal to the individual because mm-hmm. everybody's system is different, right? Yeah. And the same thing is like, can CBD help people uh, suffering from psychosis? The answer is, well, it has some at least. And I but it also causes it, remember? It causes it and stops it. And No, the THC causes <laughs> psychosis. The CBD uh, heals psychosis. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the I'm sorry. Magic of cannabis. This is not. This is not my opinion right here. I'm sorry. This is not yeah, my yeah. opinion. This is what doctors are, are telling people. Though. Oh yeah, if you, if you're uh, using cannabis, make sure you have some CBD around to, get, to make sure you don't have that psychosis come up on you. Especially if you're smoking that mind altering super skunk. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the CBD products that they also claim to do things like cure acne, psoriasis, and other skin conditions. Now, I'll have to tell you firsthand that yes, some of that is true. And again, it's going to have to be individual to the person. I mean, I can't tell you that that any medicine that I take is going to be the same thing for anyone, right? <laughs> Chilbert said other long-term effects include superb gardening skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've Hap- seen happiness, that. Exactly. Happiness mm-hmm. and gardening yeah. skills. Because I hate to say it, but, you know, a, a very attractive cannabis plant when I unzip that tent in the morning really makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does, doesn't it? Or when the you smell, walk in, and it's like, oh, smell. look yeah. at you. Yeah. 
There's nothing quite like the smell of a plant in like late bloom that's mm-hmm. just giving off all those terps. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'll right. tell you what, you don't even have to consume the cannabis. That right there is a stress reliever. And if, exactly. if my camera was on, you'd see a big smile on Monkey's face right now because he's yeah. thinking about it. It makes me happy. I can hear it in your voice, it. Bubble. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> me and my girls first thing in the morning, that's a good way to start the day. But yeah, man, it's the best way. Interesting articles, man. Let's see what China does with this in the future. And congratulations to the NBA for crossing over to the good side over here and yeah. letting people smoke cannabis. NBA went to the good side. The Hong Kong went to the bad side. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember in this article that the uh, FDA has called for the same situations in the United States. They're asking for, for regulations to control CBD. There's nothing wrong with proper studies, man. And these studies haven't been done because it's been a schedule one for so long and they haven't been able to do the research on it. But, you know, get the research done and then act accordingly. That's what we want to see. But if yeah. you give them position to, permission to do this shit, it's going to take years before it's actually solved. It's mm-hmm. take. You know, these motherfuckers are like. We studied and double studied and restudied and all that good stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at least we have to start on these processes. But yeah. Indeed. But yeah, so we have just uh, one piece of forum news that we wanted to get to. It's not really forum news either, but uh, Jeff Lowenfell's podcast has now been launched. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, go and uh, check it out. Just search for Teaming with Microbes on whichever podcast platform you listen to this show on, and you'll find his podcast as well. Just go and Very check cool. it out, man. Go and support Jeff Lowenfell's. A good guy that's a good knowledge yeah man so yeah that's about it for the forum we have the rock paper scissors as well we're on the uh the semi-final which we're going to be drawing in just a little bit and see who gets through to the next stage uh but anything else monkey you got anything to add not really i think we're pretty good on that though except that the fact that you know blue team is going to win rock paper scissors no question we'll see about that we'll i'll see. just say that very calmly because i don't even have to get excited for that it's going to happen it's known yeah, how many did we win last time, Mackie? How many? I think it was four, right? All of them. That's yes, right. Blue yeah. team. Yeah. I'm just, just saying four. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All sounds better. 100%, any way you want to put it. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, this last time, it was quite surprising. A couple of good interviews coming up this week as well. If you come and join us on Tuesday and Thursday, these will be live at nine o'clock UK time. Uh, we have Michael Fisher from Teesside Cannabis Club, and he he runs a cannabis club in the UK. And as many of you might know, the uh, recreational cannabis is still illegal in the UK. So we're going to find out how he does what he does without people getting arrested and shit. Because, you know, you're not allowed to do it, but you won't really get arrested because there's no police anymore. <laughs> and there's no space in prisons. You know, UK is a foul state, but you might get robbed by somebody. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I won't go on about that. The, the 13th, on Thursday the 13th, we have Marco and Brian from FCP, the Future Cannabis Project, coming to join us for an interview. So that's going to be a real interesting one as well. So come and join us for those. If you're a VIP, if you're a patron, you can watch those live. But they'll be out in the next couple of weeks for everybody else when you can download them. Mm-hmm. But that's it, right? That, that's it for the news? I think so. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. Just like every other week, if you see a news article that you want us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to get in touch. You can find us over at percysgrowroom.com. You can find us on our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. So if you want to join us there, just check the description, click on the link, and you'll be able to join our Discord server. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you just search for High on Homegrown, you'll be able to find our page there, and you can follow us or like the page 
whatever you like you know we appreciate the follows and everything so if you haven't followed us at one of those networks yet then please feel free to do so but that's it for the cannabis news this week so we'll catch up again with more news next week of course and it would be good if you could join us for the live show on sunday which is every sunday over on our youtube channel youtube.com slash high on homegrown so if you can make it then please come and join us it would be good to see you over there but of course no pressure just thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode we appreciate it i hope you enjoyed it uh, feel free to share with a friend if you can but again no pressure just thank you very much for being here thank you for downloading the show and uh thank you for listening as always we appreciate it and yes we'll catch you on the next one stay high and stay safe see you in a bit mm-hmm.